Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch in the Rube, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis, inspiring everybody to be better, look better, love better, feel better, do better, have a better Thanksgiving every damn day of their lives. And our Tuesday night show, presented by our friends at Front 43 Neighborhood Pub and Cask and Company Kitchen and Bar. Unbelievable place to catch any of the games this weekend. Um, you want to watch Michigan State at Penn State, Michigan at Ohio State, the U.S. versus England. Front 43 and Cask and Company. No better place for it all. Uh, visit caskandcompany.com to check out that menu that's just on the Lansing, East Lansing border, north of Frandor. MSU game day specials, all sorts of fun stuff. If you want to watch the Michigan State basketball games, you might just might as well just park at Front 43 and Cask and Company. Jason, how you doing, brother? Riding right up into my uh, rectum, and it was painful. What's up, buddy? Last show before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yeah, same to you, man. Yeah, should be uh, going should, out to Portland where everything's legal out there. I'm jealous. Should be a yeah, should be a good trip. There's a you know a lot of work to do, a lot of basketball get to cover, which is a lot of fun. And then there's going to be a lot of soccer and football and other things to watch while I'm out there. It's going to be a sports bonanza. Is Elizabeth coming with you? She or? is not. This would uh, not go well because it's all work. And then I'd be like, I really <laughs> want to watch this game. And she's hosting Thanksgiving for my mother and her parents. Wow. And aunts and uncles and my sister and. I'm so glad I'm not going to be there, man. No, I'm just kidding. I really would love to be there. Yeah, uh, are you kidding? I mean, I I'm, mean, I know what you're saying. You're going to miss some food and some of the other shenanigans, but watching soccer by yourself in a hotel room, not the worst. Eh. I'll be honest. I'm, the Friday, a little FaceTime. She's going to visit another aunt and uncle Friday during the U.S. England game, and that would not have happened if I was around. Like I would. I'm glad I didn't. You only get so many times to put your foot down for sports. <laughs> This I'm I'm just grateful I didn't have to do it this weekend. That, so I, I've got I got this work excuse. I'm just on the other side of the exactly. country. Exactly, it's the perfect excuse. It's, it's a great. It's yeah, it's a tremendous excuse. Um, there are a few things I want to get into today. First of all, we got a we got a great show, um, uh, which we usually don't. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> Harry Gagnon will join us in a little bit. We'll pick the games, the Michigan State game uh, against Penn State. The uh, talk some World Cup, Michigan Ohio State. Uh, and then Brendan Quinn is going to join us a little later, and we're going to talk Michigan State hoops and Big Ten hoops, and um, and uh, maybe tease him a little soccer because I know he's thrilled about about that. He's with you on soccer, by the way. He's not uh, just doesn't quite he doesn't get it doesn't quite get it doesn't quite see it. Um, before we do that, though, a couple stories today to get into. One of them, Jay Johnson, Michigan State offensive coordinator, fired, took the podium today. Oh. Little media availability. Nice. Here's the best part. So I'm all fired up about it, but I had to deal with another column that I've got to write tonight. Still uh, on uh, uh, Jagger Joshua, the uh, Michigan State hockey player, had a, a racial slur directed his way from Ohio State, and the, the reaction to that. And so I was dealing with that, and I was in the only person in Michigan State's coaching staff who's ever on time to press availability 
and he's punctual as hell as Jay Johnson. Like the second practice is over, he's there. He wants to get it done with, and he's on time. And anyway, so I missed the very beginning. And Matt Charbonneau, good man that he is, asked the QB sneak short yardage question. So I didn't actually hear it from Jay Johnson because I was working on something else. But I had Matt send me the transcript of what was said because he knows. Uh, Matt sometimes listens, and uh, he, he, he knows how much this particular question matters to our, our listenership. Mm-hmm. So um, here's what Jay Johnson had to say. That's a great question. You know, obviously, it's always you, you want to look at your opponent, what your opponent's trying to present to you in those particular situations. A lot of times there's an extra hat in the box, and you have to decide what, uh, what is best if they, have an, if they have extra people. How are you going to handle the extra people? And that's where defenses nowadays are loading it up on you. Some of this goes long. I didn't really edit this, of course. Um, and so if you take the quarterback out as a runner, then the numbers change a little bit. So it's always a, a weekly deal, really, and we look at each week differently and how we think it's, it is best and uh, with what the team is presenting to us. So, yeah, it kind of changes week to week. Blah, 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 blah. To me, that pistol, the gun, that really doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's a run, and so sometimes being in those help you because, you know, you present something different to the defense that we think we can, can be an advantage. The sneak sometimes is there. Sometimes they're not when you, uh, when you look on the film at how some people defend the sneak or those types of things. Uh, when you watch the film, they'll pack it up and they stack everybody in there. And so, and so really that situation is very calculated. Those situations are calculated and they really look at that formation uh, that we've gotten throughout the year and what the defense has presented. So the plans are always kind of put in that regard. In other words, he's, it's a nothing burger, but he tried to explain it. In other words... As soon as I asked Matt, Matt just said, he explained it, but nobody's going to be happy. Bravo to Jay Johnson. Just talk until people just can't even pay attention anymore and then trail off. Yeah. Perfect. You kept waiting for the punchline, the explanation. It didn't happen. I wish I had been there to sort of like hear it in context and feel better about it and just describe it. Oh, just blame Um, it on numbers and blah, blah, blah. The uh, past the smell test. Yeah. I mean, the the bottom line is they haven't been good on fourth. In, in short, third and short, and they haven't run enough QB sneaks when they have a quarterback who can move. And and there may be a part of the season where he was a little banged up, and so that's a thing and whatever. And and that's that's fair, but that's not what he said here. And and I just you know I think we all just have to agree to disagree um, for this <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and I'm sure that that uh, explanation will stop people from call, for calling for his job. It, yeah, it's I mean the problem is, and that's part of the problem with this is they don't have a very good offensive line. In certain regards, they've gotten progressively better the last three weeks, and they've been able to have some explosive runs. But what they still can't do is get the the one and two yards when they really need it in short yardage, and that's been a problem all season. And until that changes, as an offense, as an offensive line, this program's limited. And uh, but I do think the uh, I I do think the um, the QB sneak is an underutilized element of right, and it doesn't matter how many people if you have. Four fat guys in front of you, you just reach over and get the first down. I mean, well, we're talking about quarterback sneaks, not about some sort of you know jet sweep bullshit. We're just talking about quarterback sneaks. That's just it seems like simple football. And fourth and half a yard is different than fourth and two on a QB sneak. Can we get that too? Sure. Like that, there's no doubt. And some of these, um, but anyway, it was an, an, an unsatisfactory answer that I couldn't even you know whatever. I wish I'd been there to hear. <laughs> Jay Johnson's the, like, why is he reading my statement? He doesn't make it sound right. That's not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, appreciate you, Matt Charbonneau, for for being there to ask it and, and hold people to uh, to account. As soon as I and that was the worst part. Like the best part is I saw the email. It's going to be Jay Johnson today. I was like, yes, and then I, and I had a bunch of other things going. I was like, oh no, he's the only guy who's ever on time for this thing. I got to stop at Groovy Donuts. That's the problem, you know. Dang I mean, it. Yeah. What do you What do you uh, What are you going to do? Um, so if that answer didn't do it for you, let me tell you about Skyman because uh, I feel like. That answer is going to drive some some people that way. Uh, Skyment has some fantastic uh, deals going on right now. Uh, Tis the season, thirty percent off all Skyment house brands uh, for quite some time. Um, November, tw- oh sorry, not quite some time. November twenty second and twenty third. That's through tomorrow. I read that wrong initially. Apologies. Get there quick. Get there tomorrow. Went Tuesday and Wednesday, went through Wednesday, 30% off all Skyment House brands. 
Uh, that's Skymint, Skymint Reserve, North Jolly, Shorts by Jolly, Two Joints, uh, and, and others. Um, really great deal. And um, so go to skymint.com, look up your nearest Skymint. Chances are you live within a half an hour. And uh, if you're not there that day, you can always get 20% off if you've never been there before using the Couch and Rube promo code Couch and Rube 20 for 20% off uh, at uh, Skymint locations. And, and also sign up for their text message they send out every day or their. Um Graham Couch newsletter where they sent all of the deals because the other day I got five shorts uh, brewing gummies for 50 bucks. That's a great deal. Those are normally like 20 bucks each. Yeah. So no. It's, you just got to look out for the deals at Skyman. It's totally worth, totally worth uh, signing up for those emails. Um, the other thing I wanted to get into uh, before, we, uh, before we get to Harry is uh, the Detroit got a Final Four. 2027, the Final Four is going to be in Detroit. And there's a lot of Detroit love out there, and there are people pissed at Jeff Goodman for saying, ah, damn it, I hate Detroit. It should be in other cities. In all caps. Right. And it was an anti-Detroit saying, I don't want it in Detroit for two totally different reasons. I feel bad for Michigan State's players, and I feel bad for fans at the games. And I'm going to tell you why. Let's start with fans at the games. Of all the places I've been for Final Fours and stadiums I've been for college basketball venues, Ford Field is the worst sloped uh, I or you know sloped stands for watching basketball. It is the worst basketball experience that I've ever been a part of uh, for for the stands. In Indy, they build it knowing at Luke's Oil Stadium they're going to host the Final Four every four years. Uh, other stadiums don't seem as bad. Indy is the or sorry, Detroit is the absolute worst. So it's a, not a great fan experience for watching the games. So yeah, it's cool to have the the whole event in Detroit. That's fine. To crummy experience, stay home. Do not buy a ticket. It's unless you're in like the first four rows. It sucks. It sucks. So, so you're I, on team Jeff Goodman. No, he he's do, he's being anti Detroit as a city, and that's why he he didn't want it. I'm being anti Detroit Ford Field as a venue. I think if it was a little if it was a little Caesars, that'd be incredible. It'd be a, they won't do that ever again. The second part of this, and this goes to something Izzo talked about. The last time it was in Detroit. Not only was there all this pressure to get there for Michigan State back then, you know, to save the city and all that stuff, um, but the other element is it wasn't a lot of fun in certain ways. It didn't feel like a Final Four. They were just in their hotel near Detroit, Michigan, near home, and the Final Four is supposed to feel special, and for Michigan State, it really didn't in Detroit, and years later, if you, you talk to Izzo and those players about it, it just wasn't, didn't have the the... The, the usual oomph and pizzazz of a, a final four pizzazz. I'm sorry for using that word. Fix that in post if you would. Anyway, it is, is not as fun for the teams that are from around here. So if you're a Michigan State or Michigan fan, it's just not as cool. And it's also a shitty venue for basketball. For those two reasons, boo Detroit getting the final four in 2027. It's a year that yeah, I'll, I'll feel bad if Michigan State gets there. I'll feel bad for those guys. You know, I don't, it'll, it's just not great for the yeah, fans. Yeah, but you're in the Final Four if you get there. Yeah, I know. It's just not – and, and granted, if you win it, it's a huge deal. It would be a great – if they had won that Final Four in 2009, it would be this incredible memory. Um, and it's like four years away. I mean, maybe they can make some adjustments to, to Ford the Field? setting. I don't know. Are we sure it's at Ford Field? Yeah. Was that announced? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, unless they're planning to have a gas leak and build a new stadium, it's going to be at, at Ford Field. Mm. I didn't but, know if it was at Little Caesars or – yeah, no, they're all at this point. They're all at the, the the stadium venues. Anyway, and maybe they'll set it up differently. Who knows? It, it was it was crap last time for fans. Uh, it's it wasn't fun for Michigan State's players in terms of feeling special. And so I'm just saying it's 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 not really a win win. It's it's great for the city and people can celebrate that. So after all that, what am I what am I mad at then? I'm not. I'm just saying it's disappointing. I just wish it wasn't back in Detroit. It's the re- yeah. I just it, it's just not. It has nothing to do with so the you're, so Jeff Goodman is the, the city of Detroit's ass, and your take is that Ford Field is ass. Ford Field for basketball is ass. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my uh, right. my take on that. Anyway, I, I just wanted to get that off my chest. It's been on my chest all freaking day. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We will pick the games including uh, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, with the great Harry Gagnon. Couch in the Room, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis and Front 43 Neighborhood Pub and Cask and Company. Ever wondered just how comfortable you can be? Find out with Muskox high-quality flannels. Muskox is a Detroit-based company that creates durable comfort that'll last a lifetime. Muskox flannels are thoughtfully designed with 100% cotton that is ethically sourced and double-brushed for softness. This will be the softest flannel you'll ever buy, guaranteed. For every $100 purchase, Muskox will donate $10 to the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center. 
Get comfortable this fall and winter with muskox flannels. Learn more or order yours today at GoMuskOx.com. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Download the app at FirekeepersCasino.com. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan and use the promo code code couch and roof 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place find couch in the room podcasts on spreaker itunes iHeartRadio, spotify youtube facebook google podcasts Castbox, and the rube's favorite podcast addict Couch in the Roof, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis, and our Tuesday night show brought to you by our friends at Front 43 Neighborhood Pub and Casting Company Kitchen and Bar. It is now time to pick the games, presented by Firekeepers, iCasino, and Sportsbook app. And for that, as always, the great Harry Gagnon from Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, BestBetCorner.com, and ExtraPoints.com. Harry, brother, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Graham, tell me. Graham, tell me you had Saudi Arabia. Tell me you had them. I did not. I was heavy on Argentina um, and every parlay you can imagine. I have sold my mother's house. She is homeless, (laughs) and that is that. Unbelievable, huh? Just all because of soccer. How bad is that? Oof. Just brutal. Like, I, you know, I wake up, and the worst part is it's a 5 a.m. game, so I didn't even see it. You wake up ready to begin the day. You bounce down the stairs. You're excited about life. You pull up your phone, World Cup scores. Fuck. <laughs> and that's how it began. Wait, you don't set an alarm, though? You got heavy money, heavy action, and you don't set an alarm? It was a gimme. It was a shoo-in. Uh, this, was a, yeah, this was a you know heavy favorite, sure thing. Uh, I love those. No way it could go wrong. Unbelievable, huh? And it, wow. it went wrong. So there's that. Great. Anyway, have you had any luck so far? Because I'm pretty much, to me at this point, it's just Spain. Give me Spain all the way. I love their value on the, to win. I love their value. I lo- they're like plus 800. Their value to get to the uh, quarterfinals is a minus 150. I love that. I like England still has good value too, but like give me Spain or give me death. Wow. I, I did have uh, my video pick today on extra points. Was the over in the um, Australia uh, match um, against uh, – I'm drawing a blank. Um they just uh, France, France, France. France, yeah, France. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And uh, bam, just like that, thirty-second minute was a winner, which is nice. Yeah. But uh, and and you know, I, I am. I know you say Spain. Uh, interesting. I have a feeling, though. I, I've I've read reports where they don't even have some of the best players on this team for some reason. They didn't make the roster. Uh, I'm thinking that Costa Rica plays a ton of defense at plus six hundred tomorrow. Plus six hundred. I like the draw. Oh, Here's the most important question, Harry. How long would you last in Qatar? Whatever, however they're Qatar. saying, no booze, no weed. I mean, what would you do oh, there? I know it'd be a crusher, right? <laughs> it would be a crusher. And people are sneaking uh, beers under Coke cans or something like that. Like, do they not is see Brittany Griner? I mean, what? They're crazy. <laughs> that yeah, is crazy. This would be a bad look, though, if you if you're a country hosting the world, yeah, and you start locking the world up. You know, people are gonna be. Freaking annoyed at you, you know, like it's not it's, over soccer. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's, it's worth, I mean, you know, soccer's a big, a big thing. Uh, well, but yeah, no, I, I'm my confidence has been fractured. This is how bad it is, Harry. Yeah. The Saudi, uh, sorry, the Australia France game. France was another team I have in you know parlays to to win that game comfortably. But naturally, Australia scores first, so I I panic, I start hedging, I start doing all stuff, all this stuff, and then 
France takes care of it, and I don't really win anything because I hedge the heck out of it. So, you know, uh, not great. Not so, so who are yours to win? You definitely like, uh, you definitely bet who to win? Spain to win. You bet Spain to win. I bet, uh, and I bet Belgium, they did. I got Belgium at like 16 to 1. Um, they finished third last World Cup. I still think they're pretty solid. Overall, I think they're, uh, their uh, group is very weak, so they should get out of that pretty easy. And who knows from that point? Uh, we're all in. See, the thing about me is, I don't need. I, I don't ever stop. I just need a win. You know, that's all there is. It's uh, and just I keep and going until you get one. And I love this stuff so much. All right, let's let's uh, let's give me t- Saudi Arabia. By the way, <laughs> is that, taking is that, it down. I'll tell you what. That that second goal by that was a blast. That was great. That was a great goal. I, I yeah, I was stunned. I was stunned by yeah. that result when I saw those highlights. Yeah, it did not did not make any sense. Uh, to me, all right. Let's uh, let's dig into these uh, these these football lines. So the other kind of the other kind of football. Let's start with some some Thanksgiving Day pro football, and the Detroit Lions. We have hope again for the Detroit Lions, which is a beautiful thing. Um, at home, sort of at home. The Bills have made Detroit their home. I don't know how comfortable you know much of an advantage it is, but at home, uh, getting ten against the Bills. I want. Like, I don't trust the Bills anymore. Like, I used to trust the Bills. There aren't a lot of teams in the, in the NFL I trust. And I'm worried about Josh Allen's health and all that stuff. I'm going to go Lions here at home. I've seen them play well on Thanksgiving Day. I think offensively they're doing enough. I, I'm going to say this, and the Bills are going to win by 24, but I, I do not trust the Bills the way they're playing right now. Give me the Lions with the 10 points on Thanksgiving Day. Jason, where are you? Yeah, there's a lot of injuries. Um, Kyle Meinke's uh, reporting that the Lions are currently without their top four guards. So I don't know what the Bills' injuries are, Harry. But I got to say, I don't know. I'm taking the points because the NFL is so wonky. And I got to say, all of these guys love playing for Dan Campbell. So give me the double-digit points and the lie down. I almost said the lie downs. And the Lions. <laughs> what do you got, Harry? Uh, yeah, congratulations. First three-game winning streak in five years. Yeah. Five years for Detroit. And now, I'll tell you what. I, yeah, exactly. They have balanced offense. They look, I mean, they are playing for Campbell. Um, I think this, yeah, I mean, if you had, look, you'd probably really upset. Imagine if you were laying the eight and a half last week if you had Buffalo. You had that thing wrapped in the bag, and then you and then you lose at the very end. Uh, I think this is too many points. I'm taking the Lions, too, guys. Oh, man, the Lions are so screwed. <laughs> we all got the Lions. But it's double digits. Oh. I mean, the NFL is so wonky. I just I know. don't know. You can't lay ten points in the NFL anymore. No, it's 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 a very good point. It, it's 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 too much. I I, I agree. It, it it's too much. Um. All right. The other Thanksgiving uh, traditional game: Giants uh, plus nine and a half at the Cowboys. This is a tough game because I feel like this is a very much a reaction game by Vegas, and they're playing on the public reacting to what the Cowboys just did to the Vikings, and the Giants not playing well against the Lions. But the Giants have been pretty good all year. They played tight, close games. Nine and a half is a huge number for a team that's what seven and three in the NFL. It's too many points again. I, I'm, you know, I, I like the Cowboys here, but give me the Giants in nine and a half points right now. Jason, where are you? Well, like Jerry Jones said, I mean, they played the most complete game that he's seen in pretty much his history with the Dallas Cowboys franchise. I just, I know we just got done saying double digit points, and this spread is close to that, Harry. But I love the Cowboys in a runaway with this one. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, the Giants just all of a sudden devastated with a lot of injuries. Their center, Adoree Jackson's going to miss a little time now. Uh, Wando Robinson, the leading wide receiver, out for the season. I mean, crusher. And Jones hasn't played the greatest lately. Uh, Dallas, I know people, like you said, are going to see that score against Minnesota last week. But still, overall, regardless, yeah, they still may not be that good this week. I think they may not score as much. Uh, takes the uh, pedal off. Uh, Put off the pedal for a little bit against the Giants, who are just devastated. Like I said, I think this is a game where Dallas does cover, and I'd actually even lean towards the under too. I just don't think the Giants are going to score. So this is a bad week, bad situation right now for the Giants. All right, now I don't feel great about it, but for what uh, I don't think I would bet it anyway. But uh, you guys are both on the Cowboys. Uh, then why'd you put it on here? Defense is the real deal. Yeah, they really play. I mean, when they are they are a top three team defensively, maybe even more. Uh, when they're playing at their best, they're fantastic. Sometimes. What I want, I wanted to have the Thanksgiving Day traditional games on here, so that's why that's oh. why it's on here. Oh. You know, because people uh, are going to yeah. be around watching that stuff and and figure. You know, I might as well, uh, might as well be uh, have some have some action on it. Um, the other NFL games uh, that uh, I want to look at here: um, Bears plus four and a half at the Jets. This is an interesting spot 
because the Jets are going to bench their young quarterback mainly for may, maybe for good. And I feel like the Jets are pretty good, but hate their quarterback. And so because of that, is it Flacco time? Like because of that, I think they play really well here. I do. And as good as as good as uh, uh, Fields has been for the Bears and whatever, I, I'm not scared of the four and a half here. I like the Jets. Give me the Jets at home with the four and a half. Jason, where are you? I mean, I think the Jets are a great football team outside of their baby face Milf Hunter quarterback, but I just don't know. Giving the Jets are giving four and a hook. I mean, if Fields plays, give me the Bears. But for this. Still, give me the Bears with the points. What do you got here? Oh, you know, fields banged up. I'm, I'm with you, Graham. I, I, this Jets team. I think the defense rallies this team. I think they band together. I like them. I'm, I'm with you on the Jets. Yeah, no, I, I love the Jets here. This is a, that's a total Jets play. Okay, one more NFL game, and then to the college games. Raiders plus three and a half at Kenneth Walker's Seahawks, who are starting to finally get love from Vegas. Like this is not a line that would have looked like that four or five weeks ago. I know the Seahawks have, have not been quite as good as they have been lately. Raiders pulled out an overtime win and all that stuff. Um, that three and a hook, though, is I think they're trying to bait you into the Raiders. I think this is a Vegas play here. I'm on you. Give me the Seahawks uh, w- with the uh, minus three and a half. Yeah, I think this game should be in a teaser or alternate line. That half point just kind of scares me. But I love the Seahawks at home. What do you got, Harry? Don't love this game, but I think, you know, guys, I'm leaning towards Carr. Love the uh, way they pulled that game out in overtime. I think this continues. I think he gets on a little fire here. Seattle's defense is not the greatest. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the Raiders for two in a row. Oh, man. I, I just hate betting against Seattle when they're at home. Yeah. It's either mm-hmm. a fade or I'm taking Seattle. Well, and the only thing that's a shame is for so long this season, they were they were unbelievable play because Vegas and the public hadn't caught on yet. And now it feels like they, they have, that people understand that they're a really good team and that, that gravy train is is over. Okay, college games. Uh, some fun games this weekend. Obviously, uh, we'll start with the – no, you know, we'll do Friday's game first. The game I want everybody to have to watch. Nebraska, plus 10.5 at Iowa. That's a lot of points for Iowa to cover. Nebraska, rivalry game, Nebraska, final game for interim coach. Give me the Hawkeyes. Give me the Hawkeyes, who I think are going to give somebody hell also in the Big Ten Championship. I'm not scared of the 10.5. I think their offense has found enough that they're going to score – you know, 20-some points, and Nebraska's barely going to get on the scoreboard. I'd like this almost all the way up to 14. Give me the Hawkeyes, Jason. Where are you? God, I just can't. I mean, that defense is good, but who are they playing? Sorry. Nebraska. Uh, give me Nebraska in the points we got here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want to see me either. Boy, I'll tell you what, disastrous <laughs> season. Disastrous season for Nebraska. Uh, Iowa's defense is really good. Um I'll take the Hawkeyes here. I think they win. This this could be this could be something like twenty to three. In the That's very much the score I'm I, I am picturing. I'm, I'm with you on that one, Harry. They okay. get to twenty. They've been right. playing a little bit better. Um, all right, uh, Michigan State plus seven or sorry plus eighteen at Penn State. It's a big number, and I've been at games there where Michigan State's pulled it out, and I've also seen them get destroyed in this sort of setting. They played this last game of the year there a lot. Um, I think MSU hangs in there for a while. I don't think they're going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be particularly close in the final uh, quarter, but I think this is too many. Like, I, I wouldn't feel good about this line either way, but I, th- I think in the, the paper I picked it by 17. So I'm going to take MSU um, uh, uh, here. Jason, where are you? Yeah, I'm with you. It's just too many points, and then you throw James Franklin in the mix. This is almost like getting three touchdowns. So give me Michigan State. What you got, Harry? Guys, I'm doing a spite bet here. Spite bet. I'm spite betting against. Sorry, guys. I'm spite betting against the Spartans. What did they I do to you? Taking, I am taking Penn State because last week on a parlay, guys, I was paying a little over four hundred dollars. Uh, I had Michigan State money line oh. for the game. They were minus four twenty. Graham My, for the game minus yeah. four twenty. Up up twenty four seven at half, and then the field goal fiasco at the end of the game. Are you kidding me? No, that's a, that's a, that's a worthy spite bet. They deserve that spite bet. Oh, yeah. No, that's Marty, that's at, at minus four twenty for the game, and you're up twenty four seven and a half. You're minus you're minus eight thousand at that point. Yeah. No, that's that's bullshit. Especially in a game against a team that doesn't. The season's over, and Indiana. Wow. Yeah. No, not nah, that's worth the spite bet. Yeah. I, look, I the problem for Penn, with for Michigan State is that Penn State has been 
sort of this perception of Penn State was built early in the year or middle of the year when they, the way they lost and got mulled by Michigan, you know, and the way they struggled offensively yeah. against Northwestern. But they put up some serious points in the, the game since then, and they've been really good defensively in the game since then. They're, they've been a really good team. They're playing good football, and, and so uh, it, it, it's hard to picture. I'm not saying they're going to overwhelm Michigan State from a talent perspective, but it, it, is, it is hard to picture them, them pulling that, uh, that upset. Okay, Michigan plus seven and a half at Ohio State. Um, it'll be interesting to see who's got healthy running backs to what degree, because I think that makes a difference. And both, neither one of these teams is quite what they were at one point. Um, Ohio State, to me, especially if Blake Corum's not 100%, like Ohio State is out to make a point with this game after last year. They are out to win a physical game. I'm not sure they really can do that up front as much as they'd like to because I think Michigan's really good and Michigan's offensive line is great but I do think Ohio State's got the better passing game I think they're going to cover this I don't think it's a blowout but I think they do cover this give me the Buckeyes Jason where are you yeah this seven and a half line guys it's just kind of they're just begging you to take Michigan with that that hook on there but I I like Ohio State minus the seven and a half we got here wow yeah you know what I'm leaning towards Ohio State too I just don't like like Corum, you guys mentioned, and, and Edwards, too, both banged up. If they're not 100%, uh, you know, Michigan really struggled last week to score. I mean, and also I kind of lean towards even Ohio State covering that 7.5 and, and also the game going under the, uh, what, the 57, too, because 57.5, both defense have been fantastic. You guys know, like, I, I don't think uh, Michigan one time, one time all year has given up more than 17 points. And uh, they don't pass great. McCarthy hasn't been great. I think he's 178th in passing in the nation in terms of yards per game. So I'd like to try to run it, kind of like the under two. And maybe it's just a little bit too much again, I think, Graham, like you said, Matt. And it's a little bit too much, and Ohio State wins this game going away a little bit by 14-17. But I think it still stays under, too. The, um, yeah, no, I, it, it, it could be – I think these two teams are closer talent-wise than the programs used to be. Michigan's done that, but I think the playmakers go to Ohio State uh, in this particular game. Okay, last college game, uh, a 2028 Big Ten matchup between Notre Dame and USC. Um, Notre Dame getting five and a half on the road at USC in a game that matters a ton to the Ohio State-Michigan loser. I think I think Notre Dame's got a real chance here. Ohio State has not played a lot. Their defense has not been very good. Um, the, the question is, can, Ohio, can Notre Dame keep pace? And is, is USC's defense bad enough that Notre Dame can easily keep pace. I think this is a de- decent sprinkle on the money line for Notre Dame, too. I'm going to go with Notre Dame here. Don't feel great about it inside six points, but Jason, where are you? I got to say, what Freeman's done after starting 0-2 has been impressive, but also USC, like you mentioned, Graham, their D isn't very good. Gave up 35 points to Cal, but I just think USC covers this game. What do you got here? Boy, you know what? I'm, I'm leaning <laughs> – I'm leaning towards the Irish here because USC's defense so soft last week against uh, UCLA and has been a few times this season. Meanwhile, Notre Dame very impressive lately. Uh, and remember, in, in the in the horseshoe uh, this year against Ohio State, only gave up 21, lost that game like 21-10, I believe. Played tough in that game. I think they played tough here too. I think they get the cover. It's. Um... Yeah, no, it's it's a good, it's a great weekend of college football. It's a great weekend of sports, frankly. To have to, when you start with a Bills Lions game that means something, you, uh, and to both teams, frankly, you have a Michigan State for for us around here, Michigan State playing in a sweet tournament out in Portland, which I'll I'll be at this weekend, uh, nice. basketball tournament that should be fantastic. Uh, you've got the World Cup soccer, USA England on on Friday. And uh, and just a great college football slate Saturday and and, and NFL slate Sunday. I, I'm 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 pretty oh, fired it, up. It's, it's, it it's good. Who do you like in that match, Graham? What do you, what's your call? USA England. Um, yeah. So England kind of screwed me. I don't want to say spite bet, but I, I had them. But the way they dominated an inferior opponent led me to believe teams like Argentina would do the same, right? And so that got in my head a little bit. Um, I don't know. I I'm real. I. I think the U.S. blew a great opportunity the other day. I think England's got too much. I think it's something like – I think the U.S. will keep it close, but I think it's something like one nothing or a late goal, 2 nothing uh, goes to England. Where are you at, Harry, on it? Probably the same. I mean, that's very impre- – six goals is – I mean, look – I mean, this England team, people said – some people I read like thought they were going to be soft offensively. Right, six good. goals against Iran, and, and about six goals, and Harry Kane didn't even score one of them. Yeah, no, and, and they're just full of Premier League stars. Everybody knows who they are. It it's, it's kind of a – yeah, it's – boy. And, it's, and if they put up six, I mean, 
if this if this if it's if it's two nothing England and it's still, there's still you know this could get to three one. Well, and the key is now for the U.S. and this is important is goal differential matters a, a ton. So yeah. because you didn't take care of business against Wales and you tied them, Wales is going to also play England and you know it, you know if, assuming and maybe both teams won't be around, but you may need this game to be two nothing or or one nothing. You can't you can't let this thing get out of hand and it also affects how you play the game like. If you're playing a, a, a do-or-die game and you get down 2 nothing, you take a lot of chances. It doesn't matter if you lose 4 nothing, But yeah. in this game, it matters. So I'll be very curious to see how they, how they play if they do, they do fall behind. Um, Harry, I hope you get to watch all of it and enjoy the weekend. And uh, where will you be? Will you be? Oh, you're going to be at the in-laws, right? I will be in Salt Lake City. Yes, I will be in Salt Lake City. Hopefully uh, I'm uh, dodging a bullet and, uh, and uh, no snow. Do they under do the in laws understand how much sports need to be watched this weekend? They do. They well, you know what? I'll take that. They probably no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, no, they don't. So I gotta, I gotta figure out. Uh, I gotta figure out a, a little bit around that. I'm pretty sure they figured it out during the vows when he did one of his live video updates. <laughs> That's a really good point. I'm pretty point. sure they got good it point, there. Jay. Good That's point. Good point. That is a really good point. Harry, you're a beautiful man. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey. We'll talk to you next week. You guys have a great turkey day, too. All right. Thanks, Thanks, man. Thanks, Harry. That is the great Harry Gagnon and us picking the bets presented by our friends at Firekeepers in the Firekeepers iCasino and Sportsbook app, which you can download today, bet all the games, have fun with them this weekend. As always, bet within your means, um, and uh, especially if you're taking my picks, really bet within your means. So you're going to turn this soccer thing around? I mean... It's not been good. I was worried about the World Cup. I, I I think I said that on here that I just I was so fired up for it with so little knowledge. <laughs> it's the bad combination. Like in the Premier League, I know things. I have a sense of things. I've been paying attention all season. I read a lot of different blogs and 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 this. I read a few things, but I'm just fired up and I'm going with the usual characters and just I'm, you know, I I, I didn't know anything about Saudi Arabia's team and I bet a ton against them. But right? this is the time to follow you though. When you're on a cold streak, that's when you want to jump on. Because a lot of people, you, you go on a, a heater for a week or something, that's when you get away. My humble opinion. Spain is my, my, my thing I feel good about. I know Harry doesn't, but I, I feel re- really good about Spain. I think, I, think that's, I think that's a great team. Spain Spain unders are the best way to... Uh, uh, Ooh, soccer unders. Soccer unders. Oh, my God. So much more. Inject it into my veins, as the kids say. So much fun. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have any... Like, of all the games this weekend and all the sports... And we don't have lines yet on the Michigan State uh, basketball games, and I, I think you know we'll, we'll get in. Uh, I think that could go a little a little poorly. We'll get into that with uh, uh, Brendan Quinn here in, in a little bit. But um, do are, is there any game you really like betting wise, or just fired up to see whatever it might be? What's your your game this week? I gotta say it's it's the game Friday. When are they playing Michigan State? When are they playing Thursday? Michigan State basketball? Yeah. Thursday night. Thursday night. PM. I'm looking forward to that kind of tournament. It's at 1030 at yeah. night. I don't know if I'm going to have to mainline some energy drinks or something to stay up for that. I just, like you said with Harry, it's just a weekend of, of greatness, of football everywhere, some basketball sprinkled in, soccer for you nerds. I, I just, I'm going to consume it all, and hopefully I just don't lose a bunch of money this weekend. Yeah, it's one of the best weekends, and i got to find a way. Like, I've got an uncle out in uh, Portland that I've got to kind of see, and um, – I've got to see enough games, but the other the other problem is I found out today like the USA Today network, you know, I work for Gannett, whatever. There's they want me to help out and cover uh, Iowa State Villanova on Thursday at three thirty. I'm like, God, oh, Eastern time. I'm like, oh man, really? Oh man, that's like during the end of the Lions game, turning a eleven hour day into a fifteen hour day. Do I really want to do that? Three like, quick takes. Not doing that. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see what they. Uh, I mean, uh, at least I know Villanova a little bit, but man, I don't. I don't Isn't Portland like? Drugs are all legal. There, Everything's legal. Everything's legal. Oh, yeah, you, you you get off the yeah. You get they they hand they hand you everything. I mean, that's great. It, it would be a great place for Skyman. Should have got married there. Yeah, in Mexico. Yeah, no, it would be. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. There's no Skyman in Portland, and, and I, I will not take any on a plane. But um, there will be Skyman alternatives uh, nearby if, if if I have time for them. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take a uh, another quick break. We come back. We will talk to uh, Brendan Quinn about Michigan State basketball and, and Big Ten hoops. Couch in the Roo, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis, and our friends at Front Forty Three and Cask and Company. 
Cat exists at the intersection of great beer and delicious food, complemented by music, art, community, and comfort. Home to a best-in-class beer experience served by craft beer experts. Guests can expect a casual, inviting local gathering place with some of the best damn burgers and fries you'll find in Michigan. Hopcat is proud to be an official sponsor of Peyton Thorne. Show your Spartan pride by ordering the iconic Peyton Thorne burger created by the man himself. There is no better place to watch any Michigan State game other than the 50-yard line at Spartan Stadium. Stop by any of our locations, East Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, and Holland. To plan your next trip to Hopcat, visit hopcat.com. Ever wonder just how comfortable you can be? Find out with Muskox high-quality flannels. Muskox is a Detroit-based company that creates durable comfort that'll last a lifetime. Muskox flannels are thoughtfully designed with 100% cotton that is ethically sourced and double-brushed for softness. This will be the softest flannel you'll ever buy, guaranteed. For every $100 purchase, Muskox will donate $10 to the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center. Get comfortable this fall and winter with Muskox flannels. Learn more or order yours today at GoMuskox.com. Find our live stream, podcast archives, as well as show, affiliate, and sponsorship information at our website, SpotlightMediaStudios.com. Couch in the Roo, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis. It is time now for our Hopcat interview of the week, and for that we have the great Brendan Quinn, reluctant national writer, soccer aficionado, World Cup enthusiast, and uh, hopefully sober. Brennan, how you doing, man? Interview of the week, huh, Graham? This is the best you could do? This is it. This is it. This is what we got. <laughs> we do one interview a week, man. other than our gambling guy. <laughs> this show has really hit rock bottom, but here we are. Yeah, well, you know, thank you for being our interview of the week, presented by Hopcat, which, by the way, best damn beer bar, world-famous cosmic fries. Love Hopcat. Yes. I'm a fan. There you go. Yeah. Peyton Thorn Burger, two smash patties, American cheese, bacon, sunny side egg up. Welcome to the live read, by the way, Brennan. Um, and uh, wow, each location really has carefully curated craft beer featuring local partners. So wherever you are, Hopcat feels like a local brew pub in your neighborhood. Go to hopcat.com to find the nearest Hopcat location. Of course, one in East Lansing, Grand Rapids, Indianapolis, Kalamazoo, uh, Detroit, Ann Arbor, you name it. Uh, Brennan, how you doing, man? You good? Things all right? Do you need me here? Do you need me here for this? I don't. I, I really, I don't. I don't. We, we, I just needed you to introduce you for the uh, the Hopcat. <laughs> Interview of the week, and, and uh, no, I just wanted to talk 15 minutes of World Cup soccer, and I thought there was nobody better to do that with than you. I mean, I'm ready to break down, uh, what are they called? Are they called formations? Yeah. Would that be lineups? Yeah, all of it. Those are You're right. You got okay. this. You've Let's got this. You've got this. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Spain plays tomorrow, so, uh, no, okay. Um, the, uh, let's, uh, so, um wanted to talk some Big Ten hoops, some Michigan State hoops, and uh, mm-hmm. you're, you are uh, in the national writer realm, but you're not far away. You, you do a, a really good podcast still um, that is much more Big Ten-centric than ever, The Moving Screen with Dylan Burkhart, mm-hmm. and if, if people have never listened, they should. Uh, you just wrote a, a really nice piece on the journey of, of uh, uh, John Beeline and uh, titled The Quintessential College Coach and the Lessons He Can't Explain. You wrote on Izzo after the Kentucky game and wrote on Imani Bates recent. So, um, but I want to get your uh, your early perception of uh, some things in the Big Ten and Michigan State and what is happening. Is is what MSU has done to this point surprised you? I think they're a little ahead of expectations. I think that's fair to say. Um, I mean, like talent wise, when I think you laid out Michigan State's roster going into the year from its starting five to its, you know, top five plus bench looked, you know, I I didn't rate it among the best in the league. I I thought it was, you know, certainly a talented group and could do good things. Um, But in terms of them playing this national, you know, a national schedule against, you know, supposed Final Four caliber programs, Gonzaga and Kentucky, looked looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. I mean, the the thing that's hard to gauge is, I think that the continuity that this program is bringing into this year, which is far ahead of what most other teams have to offer, versus kind of like what the ceiling is. 
So, you know, because Michigan State has its top six, seven are basically running it back. They've all played together. They've played NCAA tournament games. They're very experienced. They're older. Um, does that kind of equate to them being more equipped to play in November and be ready for some of these games as opposed to a lot of the other teams who are watching on the, the national kind of scale versus, you know, how good can they be in February? Um, you know, teams are going to keep getting better. And does Michigan State get, keep getting better is kind of the question, I think. I agree. Like, I, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, Jaden Akins is a guy who's been out nine weeks, and if he is, can stay healthy is somebody who can progress from where they are. But certainly who that backcourt is defensively is already really good and, um, you know, is is the backup five. Can those guys become adequate enough to, mm-hmm. s- to spell Sissoko, who's been obviously a pleasant surprise? That I mean, you, you're right. And you, you look at the Michigan State teams that have, were never better than they were in November, the Denzel Valentine senior year, the um, the year with uh, Appling as a, as a senior and Gary Harris as a sophomore. Like those teams were never better than they were out of the gate and they had tons of tons of experience um the so if you were to say what's key to their ceiling like for them to be they look like they can be a top three top four team competing in that level of the big 10 just based on that experience based on the fact that i think they're going to win a lot of road games against bad teams because they've got that experience um and they're good enough and which may get you in a realm where you're capable of getting to the second weekend of the ncaa tournament but if they're going to be any more than that if that's not their ceiling, what has to happen? Hmm. Um, I, mean, I, I think you can nitpick some kind of big picture things, like um, they, they could probably be a little better in terms of like their identity as a program. You probably want them to be a little bit better of an offensive rebounding team. You probably want them to obviously cut back the turnovers a little bit. You'd want them to be a little bit more efficient, things like that. And, and then roster-wise, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the, the five position. Does a guy like Jackson Collar, you know, kind of come on and start to gradually establish himself as, you know, one of the, let's just say, 10 best freshmen in the conference, which I think would have been a reasonable expectation going into the year um, in comparison to kind of where he is as a top 50 recruit and the way that, um, Tom Izzo was talking about him. Like, that's not crazy to say that he should be a guy who can give you 15 to 18 good minutes a night. Because, like, right now he's in the woods, right? Yeah. Um, and that's fine. It's November 22nd. That's not a big deal. But in February, is he? what is he? Because if he's a thing and it works and it's like he's pushing Matty Sissoko for minutes, Michigan State will be in a better place. If Pierre Brooks becomes one of the better subs in the league, that plays itself out fairly well. And then the other thing is just staying healthy. Like, all these things that you can't control. Um, there's, there's very little, for as established as Michigan State is, I think you can say, like, it is the most kind of clear-cut, established, you know what you're going to get. No none of, no one on the roster is going to particularly surprise you. It's pretty much the most clear-cut team in the Big Ten right now. And on the flip side of that, it also has the smallest margin for error because one body drops and then it's kind of all hell breaks loose and you're, you're, you're patching holes with fingers. So um, that, that, to me, seems like that kind of fine line of, like, yeah, how much better can they get versus how much are you hoping nothing goes wrong? That's a really good point because I, I look at their strength in, in one way of being their, their flexibility and their versatility. Like, their, their depth isn't in the numbers. It's in having six or seven guys who can play a number of different ways mm-hmm. with, with different combinations. But if you lose one of those six or seven, you, you're, you're in real trouble. In terms of yeah, you and, lose and that flexibility, all of those guys can give you fourteen, sixteen points. Like no yeah. one would surprise you if he gives you seventeen tomorrow against Alabama or Thursday against Alabama, whenever that game is. Right? Like Malik Hall gives you seventeen, Hauser seventeen, Walker seventeen, Hogarth seventeen. Like nobody would surprise you, and that's an amazing luxury to have. Um, 
but like it it's it's also kind of finite in its structure. Well, like, and I think this weekend is going to be telling about that. I mean, if they don't have Jay Nakins against Alabama, mm-hmm. um, and and then you know beyond there in, in Portland, like, I, I there's a chance Alabama's the best team they've played yet. I mean, there really is, and it, it it's it's hard to tell because Alabama hasn't been tested themselves yet. But there's a chance, mm-hmm. just from a talent perspective, that they're they're in that realm at least. And um, you know, what does Michigan State look like when? If Aikens isn't there and it's Pierre Brooks is the alternative, and you know, and maybe Brooks will be fine, but they're they're di- they're a different team with Pierre Brooks than they are with, with Jay Nakins in terms of what he does for them athletically. Uh, I, I think this weekend could be revealing of just how much it's essential that they have all their their components um, available. I wanted to ask you about Sissoko and the sense of I do. I mean, I do. It's it's been described to me several times as sort of an, an Izzo fu tour. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think there is some of that. I think he is, but I don't think he knew it was going to work a hundred percent. He had, a, he, he had some hope. He had enough of an inkling to think it might, but I, I mean, he's gotta be, I mean, I've heard him say pleasantly surprised. I don't think he knew Sissoko was going to be this capable against really good big men right away. And that everything was going to, I think he knew his guards could be really good, but I think that component has really changed what they can be this season. I certainly questioned the the rationale of kind of going into the year with the five position the way that it's it's made, but like he's also still a like, let's not kid ourselves he's still like a peripheral player like yeah. everything that he, that he's going to get offensively comes it, it's on a on a dump pass or an offensive putback right I mean you're not this is not someone that you're looking to to feed. And, and go to and, and kind of pound the ball on the blocks and anything like that. And that's not knocking him at all, but it's still like the fact that he's being as productive as he is in the role that he is, is the, is the ultimate like kind of payoff or surprise or whatever you want to say that he is being pretty hyperproductive in a fairly limited, like we're not asking much of you, man. It's set a screen and roll to the basket get offensive rebounds and and be a um, capable defender both in ball screens and uh, one-on-one on the post. And as long as you can do that and play 24 minutes a game, the rest, if you have the best backcourt in the league with Michigan State might, you can get by with that. And right now he's doing that. And I, I, I'm surprised that it's happening this early. So – yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a like time for Tom Izzo to strut and say I told you so because I think even he would acknowledge that like two weeks before the season he was kind of um, I don't know. It, it's early. Nervous. Yeah. Nervous yeah. about what was going to happen at that position and that it might yeah. completely blow up because if he went and got put in the ringer by Timmy and uh, Oscar uh, Shibway then it would be all right now, this conversation would be like, what the hell were they doing? Why didn't they get a five in the transfer portal? You know? So, uh, yeah, it's worked out. And all the credit in the world goes to Matty Sissoko, who apparently has just absolutely worked his ass off for, you know, every minute that he's been at Michigan State. Yeah, he he understands his role extremely well. He understands what they want from him uh, really well, and that's that's paid off, and it's it's something that you – without saying his name is always referenced, I think with Marcus Bingham mm-hmm. Jr. a little bit that, that early this year. I mean, that he just, he couldn't always get Bingham to do the things they really needed him uh, to do. Um, it is early yet. I'm waiting to see uh, with, with, you know, how Sissoko does night in and night out when they, when they I need agree. him. And, um, and, but I do think he ha- he's one of those guys who also has the ability to play up, more than he does to dominate below him. So, like, it doesn't, you know, I don't know. It, it's going to be an interesting year when he faces decent big men. Of the rest of the Big Ten that you have seen, like, I mean, Penn State looks really interesting and good. Michigan's obviously struggled a little bit. Indiana is, you know, I, they've, been, they've been, I think, as, as advertised to some degree. Who is the, who are the, what's that tier for you, That ne- the, the top tier? Yeah, I think, you know, Indiana, that game that they won at Xavier, 
Um, that's a hard place to play, and it was a game that could have gotten open. It was a game that other Indiana teams would have lost. So the, the, the perception of Indiana being the favorite going into the year, like them winning that game, I did think like kind of was a statement. That's a cliche, but it was very much like a, okay, we have reason to think that Indiana could be the best team in the league, even though they kind of tried to piss it away late, but figured out a way to win. Um, you know, good on Indiana. Iowa is going to be a top five offense in the country again, and is basically looking like it could be a like top 60 or 70 defense, which means it's a team that could reasonably win the big 10. It's not out of the question. And Chris Murray this is fairly kind of like jarring to say, but like Chris Murray is ahead of where Keegan Murray was at this time last year. Um, and I know it's an easy comp and I've been like myself kind of cautious to make it. Didn't think it was really fair to him, but like at this time last year, Keegan Murray was just destroying a bunch of like super low major teams. And Keegan Murray just went and put it on Seton Hall. So like he's already proven himself at a time that his brother had it last year. So Iowa is legit. And, you know, Illinois, what it did out in Vegas was fantastic. I thought they looked great against UCLA. I thought they looked great against uh, Virginia for the first, like, 32 minutes of that game. Um, Terrence Shannon is one of the more interesting players in the Big Ten. That team is, like, eight deep in super interesting, talented players. Illinois was my pick to win the league. Uh, and I kind of still feel good about it. And then to me personally, like the surprise early is Maryland. Um, you know, wins over St. Louis and Miami. I don't think anyone really cares outside of like the sickos and the basketball nerds, but like those are two good wins. Like St. Louis is going to finish second or third in the A-10. Miami's probably a top half of the ACC team. And, you know, Maryland for a program that is in theory kind of trying to rebuild on the fly without rebuilding, you know what I mean? Like they're not, it's not a complete turnover, um, but it's also a massive change in head coach with uh, Kevin Willard coming in and kind of the whole page turn in philosophy. Like they're ahead of schedule. They play really good ball. They run great stuff. And Donta Scott, like, Everyone forgets about Dante Scott as one of the better players in the Big Ten, and all he's been doing is producing for four years. So, like, I thought in the preseason that he has kind of all the makings of that, like, first-team all-Big Ten guy that nobody talks about, and then at the end of the year, it's just an experienced dude who's just gone out and averaged 19 and 12 and just been an absolute dog and made game-winning plays. Like, that's him. That's Dante Scott. So, um Really like Maryland early. Is, can Michigan get this right around Hunter Dickinson? Do they, I mean, it, it doesn't look great early here. It, they're hard to watch right now. Um, the guard play is bad. Um, now, it's also one of those situations where, you know, you'd kind of be a fool to say, like, oh, you know, Jalen Llewellyn isn't the guy. Because early on – uh, Devontae Jones did not look good <laughs> at all uh, last year. I mean, he looked downright bad at times. And uh, Mike Smith, two years ago, transferring in from Columbia, he looked bad in November. So, like, there's still time for Jalen Llewellyn to come along and figure it out. The thing that concerns me with Llewellyn's kind of timeline is, you know, they went overseas early this summer. He had three games. He had 10 extra practices. I think you'd want to see him further along than what you're seeing right now. Um, I had, I'd put it this way. Like, I had high hopes for Jalen Llewellyn because he's playing with Hunter Dickinson. And I'm like, he's going to be in a two-man game with Hunter Dickinson, which is going to elevate him, and he's going to be one of the better point guards in the league. And it's super early, and I don't know if this is fair or not, but, like, 
now my thought is starting to trend to like, okay, is it actually the other way? Did I not consider the other way around where like maybe he's not great and that in turn affects Hunter Dickinson, right? Like it can go both ways. So there's a lot to figure out with Jalen Llewellyn. There's a lot to figure out with their guards altogether. Like Jet Howard's an elite shooter and elite scorer, but um, they're really, really struggling to just move the ball, run sets, get good looks, make good looks as a team. They're shooting under 30% on threes, which obviously makes things just kind of pounds everything. And then defensively, they've just been bad. Like that Arizona state game was, was awful. So um, can they fix it? Of course they can. The problem is next Tuesday, they play Virginia, which is playing like as well as anyone in the country right now, not named Houston. Um, I think Virginia could win the ACC, and they're coming to Ann Arbor on Tuesday. And then a week after that, they go to London to play a desperate Kentucky team. Like, these are not the games you want to be playing right now. And then you get home, and I think it's like mid-December. They have to go to Charlotte to play North Carolina. Like, for a team that's looking to get right, there are – this is not like the wave of low major teams coming up. So they might be a little beat up by the time big 10 play comes around. And I think the big question is going to be like, how, how workable are they come early January in terms of like understanding what they want to, what, what they want to be and working toward that. Where are you spending Thanksgiving? Detroit, Michigan. Go Lions. <laughs> hey, so I am I the only one like I I am not a fan of the final four in Detroit and it's not a, it's not the I know you know Goodman had the tweet where he, and it's basically an anti hanging out in the city for a weekend whatever that's mm-hmm. my take is two things for different reasons. One, I think it's of all the places I've been to the the big stadium arenas, it's the worst slope for fans. It's like the worst fan watching basketball experience stadium and maybe they'll configure things a little differently this time but the last time was awful it was the worst i've ever seen and just having conversations with his own guys who played on that team like for michigan state it it if you're um it would be the same for michigan if they were part of that final four it just takes away some of the specialness you're not going anywhere you're hanging out in your hotel and basically your hometown your backyard there's all this local stuff around you it's just not I don't think I know people like the idea of it, and it's great for the actual city. But it's it's not it's not really a win for the hoops or the teams that people care about. All right, uh, two things. So <laughs> I would I would say one, you're theorizing the possibility of Michigan or Michigan State being there, which totally it's 2027. Very <laughs> small to slight to slim odds, right? Regardless of whether they're good or not, it's just really hard to make the final four. So, um, you and I will both be covering soccer full time by then, so it won't even it won't. This will be irrelevant to us. I'm at that by, at that point. I'm hoping uh, Detroit is my vacation home. I'm living somewhere in the south year round, <laughs> so I don't have to be here for the winter. But um, the the thing with the viewing is like, look, every stadium. I think every stadium sucks, and does some suck more than others? Probably. It's a terrible viewing experience regardless. I was in New Orleans last year and wherever the hell it was before that and wherever it was before that. There are these massive arenas. You can't see or stadiums. You can't see anything. If you're in any seat behind this, the basket, you can't see anything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. What I would say in terms of the, the plus, the net positive for putting it in a place like Detroit, a city like Detroit, is that there is something, um, I think, healthy and wonderful about hosting these style events in great, like, actual American cities as opposed to these, like, just empty, vapid places. Everyone's like, Vegas, that's so great. No, like, yes, it'll be fun to go to Vegas, but like, does Vegas need a final four? Does, is it going to do anything for Vegas? No, not really. It no. doesn't make a difference. It's already flooded with degenerates for three weeks every March. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
for a city like Detroit, yes, like hosting events like the Final Four helps hotels get built, helps like expansion to stuff. Like it's an important thing. I'd rather see it in true cities that need it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I have, I am a pro, regardless of the fact that it's 20 minutes from my house. I'm pro it being in Detroit and cities like it. I, I actually wish more more proper cities had like actual domes that could host a Final Four. That's the problem is that you know the Final Four is now only played in these convertible football stadiums. Right, you can't do it in Pittsburgh. Right, very yeah. very few northern cities have them, or you know most of the cities like you could never do it in Philly. You couldn't really even do it in New York. Like that's it would like a Final Four in New York would be sick, but there's nowhere to play it. Yeah, you make a great point. You should write a counterpoint column and just slam all my ideas. I mean, it, it would be good. <laughs> I, would, I would I would read it. It'd be good. You make a really I'll good just point. Come on your show and tell you an idiot. I don't have to. This, write is, a this is why you're the Hopcat interview of the week. You know, I mean, there's there's no way around it. Do but, I get a case of beer or anything? Uh, we can work. We, we can work on a Hopcat gift card. That's about the extent okay. of our. Uh, our, our, our but we'll, uh, we'll 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 make that happen for you. Uh, Brennan, uh, have a great Thanksgiving, man. I'll see you real soon. Thanks for the time. You too, my friend. Thanks, Graham. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and everyone out there. Appreciate you. That is uh, Brennan Quinn from the Athletic. Um, basically, uh, putting me in my place. My earlier opinion on Detroit in the uh, the Final Four. Yeah. Oh well. Um, I said what I said. And there, we don't fix it in post, so what are we going to do about it? Uh, we appreciate uh, SkyMint. Go to SkyMint.com uh, to find out uh, locations nearest you. Have your weed delivered. Uh, load up before your family visits. And again, through Wednesday, 30% off all SkyMint brands. Uh, go to SkyMint.com for location information and specials. And also, Front 43 and Casking Company. You looking for a place to watch the games this weekend? Front 43 and Casking Company. Just on the Lansing, East Lansing border, fantastic place to do it. Great meals, great beer, great TV setup. Have a good Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, you too. Couch in the room.